The following podcast is brought to you by Babe Media. I'm Emma Clark. And I'm Kelsey Burdett. You know those people you follow that just seem to get it? They have the Instagram content that you actually watch. They own the brands that you just can't stop buying from. And they tell the stories you actually remember. The kinds of people that leave you wondering, how do they do that? Well, we follow them too. And we have the exact same question. Join us as we interview the people that leave us thinking, oh, they get it. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to part two with our good friends, Phoebe and Kat from Attitude. This is one of my favorite topics, partly because it's pretty much all I'm thinking about lately is this whole idea of leadership and how that changes as your company evolves and grows. And so to be able to sit down with Kat and Phoebe and just bounce ideas off of them was so awesome. I think if I were to pick a word to describe their leadership style, it's intentional. You can tell that they spend a ton of time refining these qualities and these skills, and I'm sure their team is very thankful for that. Absolutely. And I think it is just such a different skill set of starting your own business and starting to scale it and then needing to hire people to continue to build your business. Like those are two totally different things. And so for anyone listening who's at that point of scaling, I think this is a really good listen because what makes a good founder might not make Mm -hmm. a good leader. And so you do have to have intention. You do need to seek out coaching and resources to make sure that not only your company is successful, but also that you have happy employees who are doing their best work. So yeah, they're just really thoughtful leaders. You can tell they put a lot of time into developing their leadership skills. We also talk about hiring and what to look for when you're building a team. So I think, actually, I was going to say, let's get into it. But I do just want to shout out that the reason Kelsey cares about leadership so much is because she got a promotion. So wherever you are, give her some snaps. I'm very proud of her. (laughs) And now let's go ahead and get into it. so cute. Let's do it. It is time for our brand of the week that we're loving. And this week, the brand we wanted to shout out is Cotton. So if you haven't heard of Cotton, it's spelled K-O-T-N. They're a Toronto-based brand. They create the best basics, the softest t-shirts, the best fitting sweats. Like they really have incredible products. They're all ethically sourced from Egypt. They actually use a portion of their proceeds to give back to the communities in Egypt. They're a Toronto-based brand. They're founded by a couple actually who are just super sweet. So if you're looking for new basics or you're looking for great cotton products that are ethically made and is a Canadian brand, I highly recommend checking out Cotton. We also have a discount code for you. You can use code EMMACLARK10 for 10% off your order and we'll have a link down below for you. Happy shopping. We are back with Phoebe and Kat, founders of Etitude, and we wanted to talk about leadership with both of you because you've scaled Etitude, and we know that takes a very diverse skill set. So to start off the conversation, where is Etitude today and what has the growth of the company been like? Yeah, I think today we have 30 team members across our Los Angeles and also Melbourne, Australia office, about 20 people in California and 10 in, in, in Australia. And talk to us a little bit about how the team has evolved over the past couple of years, maybe even since Kat, since you've joined, what have been the, the major changes you've noticed? 
I mean, we've definitely been growing our team proportionally to how our business has grown overall, because you definitely need that revenue to be able to support some new team members. And also we want to make sure that whoever we're bringing on, there's at least a rough business case of what that person's going to bring to the company, whether it's more revenue or they're going to be bringing some sort of efficiencies. So when we started out, we had a lot of generalists. So people who can wear a lot of hats, can do a lot. And also from a personality perspective, can really shift uh, from being super specific on something to being you know, more high level. And as the team has grown, we have added more specialists and people who can really focus on certain areas and have specific expertise but also have redefined some people's roles to be a bit more specific and have given them ownership and areas and scope that they can really own. So I would say those are the major changes. And I think going forward, it will continue to go in that direction while we have a lot more specialists and also we'll be able to bring in more senior people. When you start out a company, you have less of a budget to work with and you're generally working with less experienced people who are just willing to roll up their sleeves and kind of do anything that the company needs. And then going forward, you want to start bringing in that expertise, somebody a bit more seasoned. The generalist hiring profile is like next to impossible to fill. How did you find those early employees? The first US employees, we actually all find them on AngelList. They are looking mm -hmm. for startup. That's why you go on AngelList. They're fast learners. They're willing to roll up their sleeves, just whatever is needed at that stage. But as Kat mentioned, now we start to hire more specialists. LinkedIn, works mm -hmm. better now and also specific agencies are quite experienced in hire a certain type of yeah. talent. Hmm. And were you both confident as leaders before Attitude or has this been where you've really been leveling up your leadership skills? I think I definitely learned a lot in this journey as the team grow. I, I was not that confident as the coach, but I realized as company grow, as the team expand, I, I need to learn you know, how to mm -hmm. empower a team to execute rather than always do things myself. And, and uh, Phoebe is amazing. She is an incredible leader. And I think our entire team really looks up to her. You guys are both such genuine people. I honestly, I think you could step up there and just care about people the way that you're so obviously caring about them now. And people would follow you. That's all it takes. And so I know that both mm -hmm. of you are just being humble. You're both probably tremendous leaders and have a team that would go through walls for you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I learned a lot as well. I would say I was a very conscious public speaker prior mm -hmm. to starting my entrepreneurial journey. Working in a big company, you know, I was very afraid of getting up there and speaking in front yeah. of big audiences. And that can really hinder your growth in a company. But I think when you start out building your own company, you're literally forced to tell your story to as many mm -hmm. people as possible. So True. you get over that. You start pitching your company or your story to as many people as you can and you get better. And I think that also makes you a better leader because being a leader is all about communication and getting over that hump of fear of communicating is a oh, really man. big part of that. It's true. And I know that it's a journey. It's not like overnight, oh, I'm a great leader now. What were some mistakes that both of you have made along the way? Or mistakes is sometimes kind of an ugly word. Anything that you would have changed going back? I think we learned that we can figure out if a person is a great fit for the company pretty early on. And we decided to put in place a process that essentially has a 90-day, like a 90-day check-in. Is this person a good fit for the team or is this person better suited to work somewhere else? So that has actually helped us become better at recruiting and having people who are the best fit uh, for the role and for the mm -hmm. company. 
Absolutely. And in the entry process, what are some of those things you're looking for um, in candidates that say, okay, this person will be a good fit, maybe outside of their skill set? Definitely looking for cultural fit. Uh, so first they need to, as passion as us for sustainability, because that's our number one value in the company. And also we will look at how they fit into the other five top values the team identified. We definitely feel like people who have that kind of similar mindset also take these value seriously, if they also have the skill fit, usually end up a really good hire for us. I think in general, we've really improved our hiring process over time. Mm -hmm. Now we actually have a panel of people that meet every candidate before they're hired. And we're testing on a number of things. As Phoebe mentioned, there's culture fit, but there's also, of course, the technical skills. If they're required for the role, there's usually some sort of case that they need to complete. And we also have something called the predictive index. It's basically a, a quick psychological behavioral test, um, which we sometimes also use to assess if this person will be a good fit within the team or for this particular role. And what we've noticed is actually our team has evolved over time in terms of the profiles of people that we have attracted in the past and uh, the kinds that we need in the future as well. But generally, we have a very diverse team, and that's really what I think has helped attitude be adaptive to different changes that happened, especially during the pandemic, mm -hmm. being responsive to those changes because we are such a diverse team. But we have definitely noticed that in the beginning, we had a lot of sort of persuaders, promoters, innovators, ventures, yeah. those types of people in the kind of early stages. And now we're starting to bring in more operators and specialists who are helping to bring in a bit more structure and formality to mm -hmm. our organization. So it's just a, it's a really nice tool to help you understand your team better and how to communicate with different people in a different way. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that. At Shopify, they use something called the Enneagram. I'm sure you guys have heard of it. And it was really interesting to see different teams who had maybe a lot of type two, which is a helper versus teams that have a lot of type eight, which is a challenger and what those teams really thrived at and then what they struggled with. It's super interesting to see. And I agree. I think when you can have a mix of all of those different types, it really builds the most productive team at the end of the day. Cause you have someone who's going to be the visionary and the positive one. You have someone who's going to say, no, I don't like this for X, Y, Z, all of those different people that at the end of the day create better outcomes, better products. So I think that's great advice. I'm curious, as founders, what do you see your main roles as now? Mm. I think as, as founders, now our primary roles are to set the vision and to communicate the vision clearly, right? And hire the right people, build the right team. And then the last one is make sure the company don't run out of cash. <laughs> that's, that's what the founders True. do. Um, I, I want to go back, and I'm sorry to kind of revert the conversation a little bit. Phoebe, you mentioned something about being a good executor, getting you to a certain point. And then all of a sudden, mm -hmm. once you've found all this success as an executor, you have to completely shift your mindset. And instead of mm -hmm. telling people what to think, you have to coach them on how to think. That is not mm -hmm. an easy transition. What advice yes. do you have? Yes, it is a bit scary at the beginning. Kat and I also have an executive coach for, for a bit. Which oh, you do? Provided, provided by our investor, uh, which all wow. is also advocate about positive company culture. So definitely we're talking to this coach. She, she's also helped me to conquer my own doubts for myself. Can I transition successfully from that executor or doer to, to the coach? I think my 
fast learning skills, again, was helpful <laughs> in that sense. Totally. I kind of decided, okay, I'm going to do this. And just by, you know, learning from other people or reading books and also practice. When you learn some kind of techniques, just like practice in a daily interaction with the team and see what works, what doesn't. Find a style that suits my personality, you know. So, yeah, I think after six months, I, I think I made a good transition Still, uh, definitely always a lot of work to do, but I, I start to feel more confident that I, I can more yeah. transition to that founder role instead of just executing. I love it. I'm so excited to watch you as you continue to evolve and, and go even yeah. further down the path. I mm. struggle with something very similar where if mm. I think I know the right answer, even if I'm like 75% sure that I know the right answer, I will jump into like telling people what to do and what to think. Mm. And that's not good. And I know it's a bad habit of mine. So I literally mm. sit back in my chair. And when people ask me questions, I have to get their opinion first. And literally, since I've started doing this nine out of 10 times, everyone knows what they need to do. And they feel mm. more empowered when they come up with their own solution versus me just telling them what to do. And so mm -hmm. I think this is stuff people need to talk about more often. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a book I recommend is pretty good. I think that's called The Trillion Dollar Coach. That's a good book talking about okay. yeah, coaching. Mm -hmm. Writing it down. You guys are going to make my reading list in 2022 <laughs> like 100 books long. <laughs> I would add one more thing. Something that I learned from the executive team at Weight Watchers is that they often just asked a bunch of questions. They didn't really impose their opinion. And I thought that was brilliant because, yeah, like you said, people just come up with their own solutions and they feel empowered to go ahead and execute on it. Mm. Wait a minute. I want to I want to learn more about this because it can't be that straightforward. They must have had some sort of like, did they set like the direction or where was the line between their involvement and what they empowered the rest of the team to do? Well, of course, you need to set the vision and mm -hmm. you come up with targets and goals uh, okay. as a leadership team. But then you ask questions and your, your, your team, you know, how can we get here? Or uh, why did you choose this versus the other? How did you come up with this? What did you consider? Have you considered this? So those types of questions really help clarify the right direction. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah. That's, that's definitely a, a coaching skill or tactic often being mentioned in books. And so that you draw their insights, right, by ask good questions. So the answers is as good as the questions. So asking, right, asking questions is, is really helpful. And also they feel that they come up with ideas. They just have more incentive to make this work or, or execute on it. If you tell them to do some things, they are not fully aligned. They just, oh, you, you tell me to do something, I'm just going to yeah. do it. But if they say, oh, this is my idea, like they have the ownership in that. Definitely. I think the power of asking questions also helps the receiver get a better sense of, okay, what was their thought pattern here? Like, especially if you're not happy with the outcome, instead of saying you did this wrong for X, Y, Z, digging yeah. in and saying, okay, can you tell me a little bit more about how you got here? Ooh. I think... Just gives really valuable insight and helps you maybe identify, you know, what are the strengths in this person in their response that you weren't capitalizing on that you can then pivot. Yeah, there's so much power in, in just being curious. Even in hiring, we really like, love candidates who have prepared and asked really relevant, good questions. That is a very strong sign that this is a strong candidate. Instead of people just, no, I don't have any questions or just ask uh, fluffy questions. Yeah, really interesting. One thing I'm thinking about as we head into 2022 is Kat, kind of like you were mentioning, setting the vision. How do you guys get morale high and keep motivation high throughout the year? 
I think it's again bring the whole team into decision making. We did our field strategy day this summer with the the whole leadership team and also of course drive insights from the team to really set okay. our next three to five year vision and roadmap because all team members are, are involved. So everyone is, is really like motivated and on board with with that three year five year roadmap. Like what we will do and what we will not do. I think mm. like so. Bringing people involved in that vision is also very, very helpful. Yeah. I'm sensing a theme here, you guys. Everything is just empower the team, let them set the direction, and then just hold their hand basically when they come to you and need problems, guiding them in the right direction. Clearly something's working. So I'm going to steal some of this stuff. Give us the three to five-year vision. Now that you've teased us with the fact that you guys have talked about it, where is Attitude going to be in the next three years? Definitely we want to be the leading brand in the soft goods space by focus on innovate uh, in eco-forward textile and also people-forward operation. Yeah, I would say a secondary thing is we want to go from carbon neutral to carbon negative in five Ooh. years. Yes. So that's also a big part of our, our mission because mm. then we can be an example for other companies to do the same thing. And if more companies do that, we can really make a significant Wow. Oh. Amazing. Well, we are just such big fans of what you're doing, what you've built, how you've built your team, your ambitions for the company. So thank you both so much for taking the time to chat with us today. We're excited to get these out there. And yeah, can't wait to see where Attitude continues to go. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. I learned a lot in that episode. I have literally the longest book list now, which is great because we're going into the holidays. I want to finally do some leisure reading. I haven't done that yep. in a very long time. I'm always reading like papers and textbooks for yep. school. So I'm excited to switch it up. But anyways, if you do want to shop Attitude and try out their incredible products, they were kind enough to give us a discount code. Our code is they get it and it'll get you 15% off your first order. It will be linked in the show notes down below. We hope you enjoyed both of these episodes. We love Attitude as a company. We hope you love their products as much as we do. And we will see you next week. See you next week. Mm -hmm.